0: Thank for the guy to come. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gabagool and Roses, the only and best leftist Sopranos podcast. I'm John. I've seen the Sopranos a bunch of times. My two co-hosts have never seen the Sopranos before. Introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Rachel.
0: I'm Ben. And this week on the pod, we are going to. T- I don't like saying on the pod. I, I take saying that back. It. You keep saying it. This week on the pod, we are going to talk about. Episode 7 of season 1 of The Sopranos which is called Down Neck. Initial reactions. Is this the one about blowjobs? This is not the one about blowjobs. That was last episode was about Tony's cannoli. Oh, okay. This
2: episode fucking rules. There is so much going on that is oh my god, it's so good.
1: Big agree. I think you summed it
0: up. I loved it. I love this episode. It's so good. Um, and let's is, get into it.
2: Like, let me just let me start by saying this is the first episode I think that our mission statement of trying to find leftist related things actually shows like we can actually do something with it.
0: For sure. For sure. Let's start talking about AJ Soprano. I think that's where we've got to start. Our little fail son. Our our little boy. Uh, AJ and his friends go to Catholic school. They steal the sacramental wine. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: It's not sacramental until it's blessed. Uh, yeah ben why don't you
0: explain that for our listeners
2: (laughs) okay so uh it's just wine Uh, and in order for it to become a uh actual the blood of christ it has to it goes through the process called transubstantiation and Mm. uh anyway whatever the fucking the priest blesses it and then it becomes the blood of christ but in the room it's just fucking
0: wine right i I think we did talk about that a little bit with father intentola when he gives carmella communion and then he chugs the glass because in catholicism they believe that when the priest blesses the wine it actually becomes the blood of christ Mm -hmm. which i've always thought is kind of fucking weird because jesus famously water into wine great move good party dude move Mm -hmm. uh wine into blood bad move terrible move why are you doing that
1: disagree i think it's pretty fucking
0: metal it is metal, but also I don't know. I don't want to drink blood. All right, let's
2: not get off onto this. There's so much to talk about.
0: There is so much to talk about. So AJ and his friends steal the wine, uh, and then they go. They have to go to gym class drunk yeah. as a fucking skunk, uh, and they're they're doing calisthenics, push ups, and burp. And it's not burpees. What are, what were they doing? Uh, no, those are burpees. Okay, uh, they call them something else, but yeah kick outs. Uh, I work out so much. Kickouts, sure. Uh, and then they uh, are acting the way everyone acts when they're drunk, which is...
1: Like an idiot.
0: Right. Uh, very confused and just flailing around a lot.
2: Yeah, which is wrong. Like, you can still do jumping jacks when you're trashed.
0: Very true. So
1: wine. <laughs> Maybe if you drank, like, tequila. But red wine... You're telling me you could do jumping jacks? That shit weighs you down, you
2: know? Send us videos of you getting drunk on red wine doing jumping yeah. jacks.
0: This jumping is down. the Sopranos Wine Jack Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Sopranos Wine Jack Challenge. Oh, oh my
2: god, uh, you ADD motherfuckers. Let's get to the good part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so then AJ, AJ's buddy pukes all over the gym teacher, because uh, they have got It's got to be cheap wine, too, right? It can't be sitting good in the system. This is like right.
1: Christian Manischewitz, I'm assuming. Uh,
0: yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Except not um, sweet. Mm, it's it's very uh, metally tasting because it has to taste like blood, it tastes <laughs> it taste like iron. Yep. Um, okay, so... Then AJ's in trouble and they have to and Carmela and Tony have to go to the school and talk to the principal or headmaster or whatever and the school psychologist. And they tell uh them that they suspect that AJ might have ADD. Hmm. What is A D D? That would be, as your resident ADD haver, that would be attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. uh, which is a neurodivergent sy- uh, syndrome, uh, which can cause inattention or hyperactivity, which they talk about uh, in the episode, uh, and uh, can also cause uh, fidgeting with hands or feet. Uh, sorry, that comes back later. But uh, So they're going to have AJ uh, thoroughly tested to see if he has ADD. Um, Tony is a little taken aback by this. To him it's boys will be boys. and he doesn't think it's a sickness. Um, and so Carmela and Tony, they both kind of struggle with like, should we punish him? Would you punish someone with polio um, if he's sick? Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, Carmela is really the voice of reason in this episode. Uh, Tony makes a couple jokes about beating uh, his child. Uh, and Carmela basically is like, no, you fucking idiot. This is like serious. Maybe we should be serious about this right? and have a little sympathy and figure out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm.
0: So then, uh, AJ goes to get tested. This is a great scene. Shout out to Robert Eiler, who plays AJ for doing a great, they show him the picture of the horse. He looks at it, he goes. Because uh, there's no guy, <laughs> and then uh, he starts talking about that maybe the guys watching South Park, uh, the episode like totally fits, perfect, absolutely. AJ Soprano is a big South Park fan, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely with his bowl cut ass. Um, so then he, as part of his punishment uh let, let's let's talk about the dinner scene i think with mm-hmm. uh yeah with the the whole family's there it's it's probably sunday dinner um junior's there livy there um and they're talking about aj being in trouble it
2: can't be sunday dinner because it's
0: the day that the guy got suspended okay oh, that's true. thank you ben So it's not Sunday dinner. Ben is great about calendars and dates of things. Yes. I'm Um, a little Uh. (laughs) spectrum-y. Hey, Neurodivergence is the name of the game on this episode. That's right. So uh, at the dinner, uh, it's cool. There's kind of like a couple of crosstalk things going on. Um, but they're giving AJ a bunch of shit. And then Livia starts talking about how Tony was also a little piece of shit. And he spent, she spent so much time in the vice principal's office. And he's like, can you please, like, he's in trouble. We're trying to discipline him. Don't tell him that I was a piece of shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, AJ, cause he's the smartest boy in the world <laughs> says, oh yeah, right. When Tony says something about you can't just break the rules all the time. And, uh, and he's like, wait, what did you mean by that? Uh, and then, um, Carmela is like, what'd you say? And, right. And, and Meadow's like, what the fuck? Shut up, dude. Right. I think our only Meadow moment in this episode, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Again, disappointed.
2: <laughs> but still a very important, uh, important plug for Meadow right there. Very, very important. That's true.
0: Right. So uh, the the punishment That they give AJ Is no TV No Mario Kart uh, And he has to ride his bike Every day To go see Livia in the nursing home To which she responds Oh that'll be nice
2: <laughs> And also like, If I had to ride my bicycle To go see fucking Livia Dude right. fuck that shit
1: I don't think AJ minds it so much.
0: No, for sure. But, like, I personally hate Livia.
1: Oh, yeah. No, Livia's <laughs> fucking sucks. We'll get into this.
0: Mm-hmm. So then we get... It's it's a great shot of AJ sitting there. He's trembling. He's got the single tear rolling down his cheek. Cut to Tony looking at him, kind of with a look of disgust, but also, like, a look of recognition. Um and you get this also when they're when they're meeting with the the principal and the psychiatrist and they're describing the symptoms of ADD and it keeps cutting to Tony every time they describe a symptom mm-hmm. because Tony is recognizing in himself these symptoms as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and, and and while he's disappointed in AJ for crying about Mario Kart, he also I think he there is some sympathy there for like. I've been where you are right now. Right. So then, um, yeah, Tony is riding in the car. Tony's driving AJ to his dentist appointment. They get a flat tire. Uh, AJ goes, what's that noise? Because um, he's his fail son. They pull over. Uh, Tony is changing the tire, and he starts talking with Hold a- on. The, with AJ. Yeah.
2: You missed a... Like, I got fucking brain poisoning when I heard Tony say this sentence. Like, what is that noise? And Tony says... Oh, if you would have swept the nails out of the driveway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's that's a good call, Dan. Like
2: wh- What do you mean? <laughs> like wh-
0: you know how you have a bunch of nails in your driveway. Yeah. Every Sunday you gotta go uh, out. You, you gotta your, sweep you up the nails. You choose
1: your least reliable child to take <laughs> care of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. son, can yeah, you sweep the nails?
1: He can't even fucking wash a car, right?
0: Leaving nails. That job is too important for AJ. <laughs> but uh, he didn't do it. Now they got a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh Tony is changing the tire and he starts talking to AJ about you made a remark at dinner the, the he saw the FBI at the funeral he found the website uh with Uncle Jackie on it and then uh Tony goes well you didn't see me on that website did you and he's like no and he's like well there you go <laughs> but QED problem solved <laughs> um just another you
2: know example of Tony uh having the opportunity to be honest and choosing to to lie by omission.
0: Right. At least this time he's not like there is no mafia. Right. That's right. So then the next time we see oh and then AJ always the fail son watching his dad change the tire says maybe we should just call the auto club and he's like no we change tires in our family. Uh, Dear listener, if you don't know how to change a tire, do yourself a favor and learn how to do it. It's a very useful skill to have.
2: Let me tell you something. Uh, The very first time that I got a flat tire, uh, I have to admit, I was was like, I'll just call AAA, they'll come out and get it. So I shit you not, the wrecker comes, the guy hops out of the car, dude has one arm and changes the tire (laughs) for me. (laughs) Nice. So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and so I, I I said fuck this, I can learn. And I did. So you can do anything. Yeah. You set your mind to.
0: You can. Uh, and it's always good to learn new skills. And there's nothing wrong with calling AAA, but and there's nothing good...
2: wrong with having one
0: arm. No, of course there's not. <laughs> Why would you say that? What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Rachel, are
2: you are you reconsidering whether <laughs>
1: No, I'm feeling okay. good about my choices. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, the next time we see AJ, he's with Livia at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And uh, hes they're going to play Scrabble. Um, <laughs> well, and he the, says... He, "Yeah."
2: You got to say hello to, to what's her name? Gail or...
1: Yo, Livia talks oh, yeah. so much shit. <laughs> she
0: talks mad she, shit. Every
1: single person she runs up, she comes across that, like... With, when she's with Tony or AJ <coughs> She'll mm-hmm. introduce them And then as soon as they walk away She's like So-and-so had a stroke And now she doesn't have half a brain So-and-so's a degenerate gambler right. Meanwhile her she fucking entire bingo. family is f- Are fucking mob
0: bosses Right Right, and uh, uh, I I do love AJ's reaction. Is classic fail, son. To she had half her brain scooped out or whatever. Is cool. <laughs> so so they're gonna play uh, Scrabble, which I guess is what you do with an old lady in a nursing home. Um, and uh, he mentions that he's he's too tired to play Scrabble because he had to go all, have all these tests at the psychiatrist. And she goes. Uh, and she, she, no, here we get a little anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. because she goes, psychiatry? That's nothing but a racket for the Jews. Yeah,
1: Livia, again, fucking killing it with the just horrible anti-Semitism and mm-hmm. uh, constant racism.
0: Yeah. Uh, very interesting of the writers to keep putting those things in. It's just like... I don't know that you need them to think that Lydia is a terrible, or Lydia is a terrible fucking person with the other shit that she does, but it does help to flesh her out as awful. Uh, And then, yeah, so AJ is like, no, there's nothing wrong with the therapist. My dad goes to see a psychiatrist. And then my favorite,
2: my favorite dialogue ever happens. (laughs) No, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't.
0: Yes, he does. My mom, I heard my mom and dad talking about
2: it. Nah, he doesn't go.
0: to A psychiatrist? Does he go? <laughs> and Lydia, Liv- I keep calling her Lydia. Livia immediately makes it about her. Oh, uh-huh. He's going there to talk about his mother.
1: Which is just proof that, of why he is there in the first
0: place. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gave everything to my children, and this is what I get. And we get to learn in this episode uh, what a great parent Livia was oh to Tony and her other children, um, or
2: we get to learn what Tony's memory of her was, whether that's actual or colored by his perception.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's. I think this is how it was.
2: I mean, sure, but again, like a few episodes ago, I was like, "Are are we supposed to take this to be, you know?" The truth, or is, are we supposed to take this to be, you know, Tony's understanding of it, mm-hmm. and and I think these flashbacks are are Tony's understanding of it. I, I can't I can't imagine that this is actually how it happened. But if it is, it is.
0: Yeah, it it is like a little Scorsese picture in his head. Yeah. So who knows? Um, but anyway, so uh, uh, so then now, Livia knows. The, the terrible information about Tony that he sees a psychiatrist. And of course, she goes to Junior and tells Junior that he's seeing a psychiatrist.
1: Junior kind of doesn't give a shit, right? Does He, he doesn't really react.
0: He, he and Tony seem to be on like better terms yeah. in this little back and forth. Um. I, I, well, I think she kind of hints at it, right? And so I think maybe Junior wasn't picking up what she was laying down. Yeah. No, no. 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 She was gonna tell Junior.
2: Um, okay.
0: But then, like by
2: happenstance, Tony shows up at like exactly the same time.
0: Mm, yeah. So that's sort of the the AJ uh, plot uh, for this this episode. Then, but this sets off thinking about AJ and his the troubles and stuff that he's going through and everyone and Livia reminding him of what a little shit he was when he was a kid sparks some memories in Tony and we get flashbacks in this episode as Tony sort of works this stuff out with Dr. Melfi uh, about what Tony's childhood was like and specifically um, the instance where he learns that his father is in the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he misses his bus one day and um he sees his dad beat the shit out of a guy who owes him money. He sees in his dad and daylight. Uncle Junior. Yeah,
1: in broad daylight, which is something. Now the the pieces are fitting together. This mm-hmm. is why Tony thinks it's fucking normal and okay to just beat people up in the fucking broad daylight, right? Which I still do not understand. <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's Newark in the '60s, so it's like, and it's clearly like an Italian neighborhood, right? So,
1: so this is just the norm. I
0: guess so. I don't know,
2: uh, and the. And the guy that he beats up, apparently, the Johnny Soprano, Johnny Boy Soprano beats up, is Mm -hmm. is a guy named Rocco Alatori, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: He's leaving the house, he sees Uncle Junior show up, He you know, Johnny Boy tells uh, young Tony, hey, you know, you listen to everything those teachers tell you, and then... You know, sorry we're not giving you a ride to school.
0: Uh, And then they go beat the shit out of the guy. Uh, The separate memory of of his father taking his sister (laughs) um, to... Uh, Somewhere to an undisclosed, right, secret location, and he wants to go, and he's not allowed to go, so he has to stay with Livia, right? And then As, we get a little bit of Livia's parenting. Style. But before before we get to that,
2: another line gives me brain poisoning. Okay. So he says, "Dad, uh, I want to go with you too," and Johnny says, "No, you have to help your mother move the, the, screens, to the, the, the screens to the basement. The <laughs> basement, yeah." <laughs> it's like,
0: what are you talking about? <laughs> are you serious? You never had to move the screens to the basement? No. Grow up? Oh, that was, that's a real-ass tr- So, like, you, you used have to take the screens off the windows uh-huh. uh, for the winter, or the summer, or whatever. Uh, and then you got to put them somewhere, so you have to move them to the basement. It's like a really tedious, bullshit chore. But oh. anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's not like... Why are there nails all over your fucking driveway? Um, okay, yeah. So, so then, uh, so young Tony and young Livia, uh, young Livia is working on making the the red sauce, uh, and they're in the kitchen. And he starts. This this is a great uh, detail. He is begging her for an electric organ. Yeah. She's refusing to get it for him, and and he says something about like I, uh, you know, if Janice wanted it, Janice would get it. Every Janice gets everything she wants, and then Livia freaks the fuck out, yeah. and it's like you're driving me crazy, uh, and uh, threatens to poke him in the eye with a fork,
1: which he recounts with just like nonchalance. You yeah, know? and and he's telling this to Melfi, and Melfi's like aghast.
0: Yeah. So then, uh, uh, so that's sort of the end of that part of the flashback, um, and then the next time that Janice is going to go with uh, with young Johnny to uh, this undisclosed location, Tony, uh, ever the clever little child,
1: really he is.
0: He he has a little piece of string, and he gets in the trunk of his dad's car, and has the little string hooked up to the latch on the on the trunk. And uh, sort of stows away in the back of the car and sees that uh, it's like every Sunday or Saturday or something, his dad is taking his sister to a carnival and he's not allowed to go. Which
1: saddest fucking scene
0: devastating, Mm -hmm. devastating Mm -hmm. uh, for this child. And uh, Tony's what, 10, 11, 12, maybe? Yeah, he's pre pubescent. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, then, it's like, okay, well, now Tony knows where they're going, so then, the next time he goes, uh, coincidentally, is during the Newark riots, um, and it, you see a little shot of it on TV, um, and L- Livia tells him to take his baseball bat, because he has to walk through the colored neighborhood, um, <sighs> gross, uh, ever problematic, Livia.
1: just, again, this episode just shows every fucking abhorrent thing about Olivia.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this time, instead of stowing away, Tony uh, has learned the bus route to the carnival. Uh, and he has a candy bar in his pocket that had lint or something on it. When he gets off, he drops it on the ground. And there's three black kids walking that start giving him shit about doing that. What we realized, in looking at the Wikipedia page, is that the kid that gives Tony shit about it is a young Michael B. Jordan. Young Killmonger. Young Wallace. Yes, Daddy. Pre-The Wire. <laughs> The snack himself... Oh, my God. Uh, is, ...is giving Tony shit. Uh, the real sexiest
2: guy in America. It, uh, yeah, fuck you, John Legend.
0: Yeah, and your
2: fucking resistance-ass
0: wife. So then Tony sees... Uh, as Tony walks up to the amusement park, the, the black kids are chasing him, and the cops pull up, and Tony puts both of his hands in the air, like already the mobster. Um And stops, but really the cops are raiding the amusement park because Tony's dad and Junior and other mobsters are using it as a front where it looks like they're just taking their kids to the park, but really they're doing bad business. Um, The cops shoot one of the guys in the knee uh, when he could, he, he is so close to him, he could have reached out and touched him, Yeah. but it's the police. So what do you expect? They arrest a guy at full clown makeup, clown wig.
1: Yeah, that was, that was good. I was a little confused when this all happened because I, I couldn't understand what, the, what they were doing in there.
0: <laughs> right. And we don't really Fucking know. Final. We don't really find out, but it's, they're doing some sort of shady business there. Uh, and then, um, so Tony has to, like, he, by the time he gets home, um, his mom is like, uh, Olivia's like, you know, your father's going to be late for dinner tonight. And the way she says it is almost kind of happy. Did you all Mm -hmm. get that feeling? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, But then Johnny Boy shows up almost immediately. Um, He he says that the, the cops raided the wrong amusement park, those dumb idiots. And Rocco is
2: hanging out the window,
0: and Rocco is yeah.
1: just looking rough. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, wearing, like, when uh, uh, Christopher it's had like that this... huge neck brace on mm-hmm. in that one episode. Yeah. He has, like, a bandage wrapped around his head, yeah. like, his, around his forehead. He's mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's looking like a, like a Looney Tune character, mm-hmm. um, amount of bandages. And, and he goes, you go, Johnny boy, you get him. So uh, it makes, the, Tony mentions to Melfi, it makes an impression on him that, like, even though his father beat the shit out of this guy, the guy still respected him. and still cheering him on. And so
2: it's it's still pretty unclear as to what the fuck was going on, but certainly it wasn't just like, oh, you know, wrong amusement park.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, And we don't really know what the deal is, like, that they have, like a really good lawyer, or did they probably bought the cops off? Right. right? Yeah, uh, but we don't really know. So.
2: And, and all of this is, is while Dr. Melfi is probing, you know, what are you going to do about telling your son uh, about your involvement with the with organized crime? And Tony is
0: having a hard time figuring it out. He and Carmela talk about it in bed one night, and it's almost like they're they're talking about having the talk, like the sex talk, <laughs> almost. But they're not. They're talking about telling them that they. Uh, that he's in the mob and they start with talking about meadow and it does i, I think it's a really cool cut where Carmela mentions like do you think oh, she knows yeah. and it cuts to that scene in the car in the college episode where uh she's like are you in the mafia and uh and tony does not admit to Carmela that he has told meadow that he is in the mafia Carmella says she that Carmella knows that Meadow know. knows and then so Tony and Carmella decide that at some point in the future they're going to mm-hmm. sit down with Meadow and have that talk and with AJ uh we'll take the test and we'll see what's what and mm-hmm. so that's where they that's where they land on it
1: here's uh, a question mm-hmm. uh, if you were in the mafia would you tell your children and if so when
0: Mm. I I probably wouldn't. I feel like, I think Tony points out that like they, they don't tell their kids for their own protection. Um, Yeah.
2: And and because it it seems like Carmela is trying to like be some sort of like social climbing, you know, like we're actually, you know, philanthropic and we rub elbows in high society. We have charity dinners at our place, you know, and we have the nice house and the nice school district. And we're trying to be, you know,
0: Legit. whereas Tony, (laughs) not. No, no, very much not. So uh, let's get back to the the flashback scenes because this flashing back to when he found out his dad was in the mafia also reminded him of a conversation he overheard between his mom and dad about um, the guy that, uh, what's the guy's name that he beats up? Rocco. Rocco. Uh, Rocco is apparently, he's a bookie, um, and he's going to go out to Reno and open a new book out there. Um, Right around this time period is when um, Las Vegas is being built up by the mob. It was probably 10 years or so since the mob built up Vegas. And so Reno is like Little Vegas. Ah. Um, So you're supposed to sort of assume from this that like Reno isn't anything yet, but this guy's going to go out and he's going to be a trailblazer. Livia does not take this idea very well. No. No. Uh, She calls Johnny a loser, calls Rocco a loser. It says he's got his head in the clouds. And so Johnny threatens to just take the kids and go to Nevada. Which is not good. Which is uh, not good. Also, interesting, like, shouts out to Johnny for being like, I love my kids so much, I'm taking them. I feel like in, like, 67, Mm -hmm. it's more likely that he just runs out Mm -hmm. on her,
2: right? Mm -hmm. No, no, this is... This is a form of domestic violence. Saying, "I'm going to steal the children and go to Nevada. I am going to take the thing that is
0: that is most precious to you, and I'm going to deprive you of it." do, well, do you think that I, I hear you? I hear what you're saying. That's a fair point. I don't know that the children are Livia's. I anyway.
1: Well, is the is the idea that in Reno, uh, that it'll be a little safer?
0: Yeah, I think so. That's part of it as well. Um, that, that, well, that they, they'd have a chance to go legit, right? So um,
1: I mean, I don't know. I I think you got to give Johnny a little bit of credit for wanting to maybe make things a little more stable and safe for his family. But also, uh, when you threaten to murder your own children there's no coming back. <laughs> so,
2: but that's the thing. Like he doesn't say I'm going to just take them. You know, he says
0: that before before the threat. That that's right. So then so uh, and remember Tony's hearing all of this mm-hmm. and he hears Livia say, I'd rather strangle my children with a pillow than let you take them to Nevada. <laughs> 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 best line read. The actress uh, playing young Livia is doing great. a great job. Uh, shout out Layla Robbins. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's um, wonderful. Uh, she is embodying that character perfectly, perfectly. And uh, I love the line read of Nevada. <laughs> Gang, why don't you give me your best Livia Nevada? <clears throat>
2: I'd rather uh, smother my children than take my children to Nevada. Nevada.
0: <laughs> very good rachel
1: i recuse myself because ah. my oh that's
0: fair yeah rachel's been uh on the mend
1: that's why you're y'all are gonna hear some annoying ass crackling of my cough drops i am sorry in advance but i also demand sympathy
2: and also you shouldn't be listening to <laughs> us on high definition speakers or uh headphones. Yeah, I've been putting
0: these out in flack format. Do you think that's good? <laughs> Perfect. Complete lossless high quality audio. Neil Young is super into our podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Shout out to Neil Young. Shout out to Neil Young. So yeah, this is horrific. Imagine hearing your mother screaming at your father that she'd rather s- smother you with a fucking pillow than move to Nevada.
1: After she's already threatened to stab you in the eye with a fucking fork. Right. I. I'm... If I'm if I'm little Tony Soprano, I'm living in fear of Livia.
0: Mm-hmm. And and we do hear so when Tony is introducing his sister not introducing her to Dr. Melfi, but when he starts talking about her to Dr. Melfi, he says that, like, she ran out, she didn't want to have anything to do with us. She got out, and Tony did not, and and it, it, he's struggling with that sort of this whole episode. How would my life have been if my father was different? Would I have been selling porch furniture? In San Diego. Yeah, in, in, San, in San Diego. Great. Sounds like a great fucking career. Um, it, no, dude, for real? That sounds awesome.
2: Like... That's,
0: your worst thing... Mob boss is pretty shitty, so... Lawyer? Fuck that. You know, I want to go yeah. sell patio furniture in San Diego. I would rather sell patio furniture in San Diego. Anyway, uh, so we do find out what happened to uh, to our friend who does move out to Nevada. Uh, because Tony talks to Livy about it, and she says he became a fucking billionaire. So Tony, his whole life, has well, known this alternative reality that he's sort of questioning. One of those alternative realities is... His, his family moves to Reno and starts a casino with this guy and they are billionaires I mean not like they're struggling but um, he, he's got a sort of fantasy about that going on in the in the background and
2: also like how funny is it that like you know going out there and running a book you know and and doing gambling like that would be the uh, the pastoral American lifestyle right like,
0: right that's his Norman Rockwell <laughs> yeah yeah you know, like, we made it, baby. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about on the flash? So, I, yeah, uh, on the flashbacks, use a lot of, uh, and I, I talked in the last episode about that a lot of this music just sort of does, this is white noise to me, but the needle drop of White Rabbit is yeah. used extensively in this episode, and it's a fucking great choice for it this is. episode. Um, if you haven't, you've heard it. Because you exist in the world, but mm-hmm. go fucking listen to White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Grace Slick is a fucking genius. That song. So what makes that song special is it's two and a half minutes of nothing but crescendo and build. Um, most songs, you know, they go loud, soft, loud, soft. But this is. Too, it just gets louder. It just picks up. It's such a cool fucking song, um, and uh, and it's a it's used great it very well in this episode the song is about it's a it's a metaphor uh it, it uses alice in wonderland as a metaphor for taking pills and taking like taking pharmaceuticals and taking like acid mm-hmm. um and that the the pills that mother gives you don't do anything at all um but take the take the trip down the rabbit hole and drop some acid and and turn on and uh feed your head yeah uh, but it, it's used very effectively it's in these flashbacks it's great mm-hmm. i agree and uh,
2: some of the some of the songs that are playing in the background during like it seems like all of the the entire background sequence there are several songs playing throughout the entirety of it, whereas like in current life uh, there's not always background music and, and the background songs a couple of a couple of white cops uh, beat the shit out of like a black cabbie uh, you mm-hmm. know the 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 white cops were like double parked somewhere and they tried to. Or the Black Abbey was like, you know, let me, you know, I'm trying to park here, and, you know, they beat the shit out of him. Right. Uh, So, you know, it it just shit popped off there. You know, that was sort of the triggering event, and everybody got really um, agitated. There was, you know, fighting in the streets for, like, the entire summer, if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: and and not just in Newark, but it was... uh, 67 was called the Long Hot Summer of 67 Mm -hmm. because there were... um, I, I don't want to call them race riots, but that's what they're referred to um, all over the United States, Cincinnati and Detroit, um, Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, so uh, 29 people, 26 people died uh, in the in the riot. Um, but it was it was an anti police brutality protest. That's what we should call
2: it. Yeah. That's what it was. And, uh, you know, you, you hear a lot of references, though in the interactions between Livia and, um, and Tony, you know, you got to take the bat. If you're going to go through that neighborhood, you know, you're going to miss the bus or you're going to have to walk through that neighborhood, you know, all this stuff. It's sort of, you know, these, these white Americans are in fear of the, of, you know, the black Americans. And so you also hear it when Johnny gets arrested, he says, why are you arresting us? Go arrest the other, the black people who are, were causing the problem so that
1: if i may yeah yeah, Um, when so i i lived in philly for two years i may have brought this up before and when i moved up there uh people would find out that i was from the south and they would just immediately ask me about how racist it is here and um this this show is a good example of how fucking racist it is up north in philly Mm -hmm. and new jersey there's um a lot of the the way that the show uh, portrays the interactions between the white New Jersey folks and the black New Jersey folks is it's there's weird silent tension, um, mm-hmm. and then when you look at The way, so I had like a, I don't know, this probably wasn't on purpose, it definitely wasn't on purpose, but I was watching the scene where Tony, uh, little Tony gets off the bus and he's being chased down the street and the cops roll up and I had one of those um, get out moments Mm -hmm. where, you know, the cops roll up and I'm like, oh my God, they're about to fucking do something to these kids Mm. and the kids run away immediately um, and Tony's just like, puts it, like you said, mm-hmm. puts his hands up in the air. He doesn't fucking know. Um, the show does not do well uh, at portraying race relations, but you can see a little bit of just how fucking shitty and racist the white New Jerseyans are, mm-hmm. nonetheless.
2: In, in addition to, like, you know, look at how, at how awful that the, that the white folks are being, you know, you see... The white people in New Jersey are, or in Newark rather, are getting ahead. You know, not because they have the numbers. Not it's not because they are the you know, predominant um, demographic there. It's my understanding that at that time it was a largely uh, African American city, but they're sort of ahead because they control city council they control the mayor they control the government and they're paying off the police right right and so you know it, it's like we understand the you know the new jersey white population the newark white population um they they are playing a game and they are getting out of trouble somehow while the the while the African American community is getting beaten and tortured, mm-hmm. and you know they, you know, if we're playing by the same set of rules here, you you know you'd think that the white people would be suffering worse.
1: Well, that's probably why Johnny Boy gets away, mm-hmm. and he he comes home the same fucking night he gets arrested. It's probably because number one, he's. Likely in with the cops. But number two, the cops are busy fucking arresting and murdering uh, the people involved in the protests. And so the white New Jersey Italian mafia gets to benefit from that. Um, mm-hmm. They're not as much of a priority. Wow. So really fun uh, stuff.
0: <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's very it's an interesting storytelling technique to to show that (laughs) those divergent outcomes um based on race um and it's and it's interesting it's not a it's not a uh, an issue that this show takes on very often there are a few other specific examples that i can think of um that are coming up um but um when it does tackle race issues, I feel like – when it's when it's not the characters being racist, but it's when the show is trying to deal with issues of race, it generally does a decent job, especially for, like, the early 2000s. And I'm thinking more about future episodes that we'll get to, mm-hmm. so um, – but anyway.
2: Well, let me ask you something here. You know, are you sort of
0: – like –
2: if we're sort of looking for a reason for why tony is as chaotic as he is and we're looking back at this home life you know is the show also saying look you want to know why newark and all of these east coast and you know all these you know minor cities in america are so chaotic you know we can we can look at the antecedents for the the riots in the 1960s and go from there try to figure out what creates all this this chaos and you know what are those symptoms that that result in in this explosion you know i think that is it the martin luther king uh, quote that's uh, sampled in and that run the jewels track uh, <laughs> i think america must see riots do not develop out of thin air and conditions
1: continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. In the final analysis,
2: a riot is the language of the unheard. Riots don't just materialize out of thin air. Riots are the right. are the sound of the oppressed or whatever. Or the language Absolutely, of the oppressed. Yeah.
0: Shouts out to Run the Jewels. Shouts out to Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs>
2: Shout out. Shout out, Martin Luther King Jr. I, I think I might be giving the show more credit, but if they're saying, look, Tony is this extremely problematic character for these reasons, and also America is this problematic country for these reasons, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm giving them no, I credit.
0: Don't, I don't think you're giving too much credit to the show at all, and I think that's one of the sort of themes of this season, um, is dealing with... Um, with that kind of thing. So no, I, I think, I think you're right on with that. Um, I want to talk a little bit, if I may, about neurodivergence and about how this show treats yeah. neurodivergence and specifically ADD in AJ, because I do not think this show does a good job of, um, uh, of talking about neurodivergence and about ADD. Um, I, I think the way that it's, shown to the viewer Tony's skepticism about ADD is and and the show goes out of its way to have Dr. Melfi sort of even express some skepticism about about ADD. Uh that was a a, a sort of viewpoint that was very common uh in the late 90s early 2000s of like ADD is and ADHD are frequently overdiagnosed. Um maybe who knows maybe our attention spans and the way our brains work changes based on the way that our surroundings are in this new hyper quick world where we have a little distraction machine in our pockets all the time. And uh, we are constantly distracted. Maybe that changes the way our fucking (laughs) brains work. But even if it is fucking overdiagnosed, it's still a real fucking thing. And, um, it's uh, really uh, not good to be skeptical of someone or of professionals when they when they talk about neurodivergent issues, which not only include ADD, but things like autism and other sort of uh, um, mental health uh, issues as well. So I'm calling out David Simon for this pedestrian fucking take mm-hmm. on neurodivergence because I think it sucks. Chase? David Chase. What did I say? David Simon? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Shout
2: out to David Simon if you're listening. Shout out David Simon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, don't cancel.
0: <laughs> Is that the guy that did The Wire? That's the guy that did The Wire. Yeah. I'm mixing up my HBO shows. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, fuck you, David Chase, uh, for this uh, neurodivergent skepticism. Yeah. But otherwise, a fucking phenomenal episode. Yeah.
1: AJ also says that he might... He, he says he's depressed, and Tony just immediately goes, No, you're not. Yeah. And, like... That also is shitty. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe he is depressed. I Mm -hmm. don't know. Why don't you fucking ask him instead of being like, oh, this is just because you got in trouble and you don't feel like dealing with it or, like, accepting responsibility. Like, no, there's a pretty good chance this kid is fucking depressed. Absolutely. He's trying to reconcile his identity with the fact that his father is in organized crime and, like, there's a lot going on in this fucking kid's life. Give him a break. Jesus Christ.
0: And people who are neurodivergent are more susceptible to other mental health issues like depression anxiety and those kinds of things so it's not outside of the realm of fucking possibility that he could be very depressed and that's maybe why he's acting out that's maybe why he's seeking comfort and solace in alcohol i mean maybe that's a little too far maybe he's just an adventurous kid but uh it's to be so dismissive of your child when your child confesses a, a, a worry about uh, their mental health is is not great parenting. No. Uh, but uh, okay, so I do want to circle back now that we're talking about AJ. We didn't we finished sort of the AJ and Livia storyline, but not AJ's complete storyline um, because uh, Tony and Carmella go back to get the results of the test, and they find out that AJ is a borderline case yeah. because he uh, fidgets with hands or feet. Uh, which Tony repeats in a very yeah. intimidating way to the psychiatrist. He, you you mean he fidgets with with hands or feet? What exactly constitutes a fidget? <laughs> uh, and 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 he gets he takes it like very personally because again I think when when he hears them talking about this he's hearing them talk about him. Right. He has internalized AJ's ADD as his ADD now. Um, and um and yeah, so uh, if you're a borderline it was like he had like four of the nine and five is a kid get get that kid some fucking help like he's close enough to like I mean I'm not saying like shoot him full of amphetamines, but like there are other things, like he can go to therapy. He can um, right. learn other sort of learning or techniques coping and coping mechanisms. And clearly he needs them. He's clearly struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so they – so Carmela has Tony's back. I was kind of surprised by this. Yeah, I was too. Um, that she is mad at them for uh, – she thinks it was all a big ripoff, and she says that they're not going to pay for the tests, which is so fucking cheap. It
1: really is
0: for these people that had. She just bought a new furniture, fucking sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, Carmela, I'm disappointed in you this week for that. Wow. Um, that, uh, we we really did have some big issues to talk about this week, guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, to me, this is the the meatiest episode that's come up so far, mm-hmm. and it's 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 one thing because it seems like everybody is willing to, to listen to each other and, and understand what's being presented to each other and then, and make their own decisions about it. Like nobody is except for Tony, I guess saying, no son, you're not depressed. I mean, everybody, everybody else, you know, provide like at least engages with each other's um, issues that they're providing. I mean, there's a, you know, the the scene that I think is important where Tony is talking to Melfi about why things are the way he is and, and trying to understand how how he's gonna how he's how he reconciled with his father's involvement with the organized crime. Uh, you know I I guess they get to a you know, nature versus nurture, you know. Melfi seems to think that you've got free will in this world, you're able to, you know, choose your yeah. own life. And, you know, Tony says, No, 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 this these are the circumstances that you're born into Uh, And you're shaped by them, and and that's the way it is. Uh, You know, so far I I seem to understand that conversation up to this point in the season as the thesis of the season, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, what can we really change? You know, if we end up in this situation, you know, if I am who, you know, if I exist within this world, am, am I? Can
0: I change it? You know, or is this just the way it is? For sure, yeah. It's, it's, it's a major theme in this season. And, and part of that, I think, Tony being so concerned about the, the nature aspect of it is that, again, he's seeing his own symptoms in AJ. And I think to a certain extent, he sees them in his father as well. And he thinks that yeah. because he is like his father um, in, in certain ways, that his father must have also had ADD. And so it's genetic um, and so we're we're cursed to this life, and we are cursed to our uh, mob lifestyle, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. Tony, you could have sold patio furniture in San Diego if you had the cojones to uh, to move away like your sister and stand up for yourself, but you took the easy route. So. And,
2: and let me ask you something, Tony. Tony's response to uh, Dr. Melfi bringing up Janice was just mm-hmm. so over the top. You know, mm-hmm. like, am I, what
0: am I stepping in here? Am I, like, no. it, I'm not, sufficient. I'm, I'm smiling because Janice, beco- uh, no spoilers, but Janice does become a character later in the show. Okay. And uh, I, I it's great.
1: He also She's has great. a little uh, sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's
0: a baby. He has another sister.
1: I'm pumped. I feel like this is a this is a, gonna make for some good drama. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about the sibs.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotta keep watching the show and listen to the podcast.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: I will. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, what does down neck mean?
0: <laughs> down neck, uh, Ben. What do you think it
2: means? I, I think it. I mean, you know, we were talking about down shore, right? Like if you're going to the Jersey hmm.
0: shore. His neck. Like? You don't think it has to do with a blowjob?
2: No, I mean, no, I do, but I, I, apparently I'm <laughs> wrong. I mean, is there like a, a place called Neck?
0: Yes, so according to Wikipedia, Down Neck refers to the iron-bound ba- iron section of Newark, New Jersey, which is where Tony grew up. It's also a reference to when Tony and AJ are making their ice cream sundaes at the end of the episode, uh, Tony pretends to squirt whipped cream down AJ's shirt, a.k.a. down his neck. That's what Wikipedia says. I think that might be a bit of a stretch, but uh, certainly it's the neighborhood. It's
1: definitely a stretch. It's the neighborhood that
0: Tony grew up in.
2: Oh, cool. So let's see. We've We've got Livia learning about Tony's therapy. So that closely guarded secret is now out there, or about to be out mm-hmm. there. We've
0: got mm-hmm. we got a ticking clock, basically, on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when will Livia spill, and when will the rest of the uh, the mob family find out about? Because it? it's only a matter of time. Which now. is
1: Tony's like worst fucking nightmare, right. As we know from his dream sequence a couple episodes ago,
0: and and what he says to to Doctor Melfi about uh, and to Carmella about getting. Uh, shot a Prozac in the head and being a celebrity and all that kind of shit. So, Mm -hmm. his worst fears may be about to be realized. Oh, man. Oh, shit. We've got, we've got confirmation that AJ is a fail son. (laughs) He is absolutely a fail son. And, look, even though AJ is probably neurodivergent, I'm not going to stop giving him shit, because just because you are neurodivergent does not mean you have to be a whiny little piece of shit who sucks all the time, <laughs> which is what AJ Soprano is. So mm-hmm. Damn. I am not mocking him for his neurodivergence, but for his being a entitled, rich piece of shit. Yep. Hey, what about so- Pussy. What about pussy, buddy? We got
1: another pussy joke.
2: <laughs> we had another. We, yeah, we're spotting pussy. Uh, the
1: evergreen joke.
2: Yeah. Uh, everybody comes clean about their organized crime involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pussy says that he lies to uh, to everybody, to his sons. And his sons knew all along. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess when, when Tony is explaining this to Dr. Melfi...
0: <laughs> it's, what about pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and she sits back in her chair. Which, Doctor Melfi, he's already—you've already done this.
1: Yeah,
0: you did this in like the first or second episode. But okay.
1: Also, he drops a, a homophobic slur, and she fucking <laughs> giggles at it.
0: He ta- All right. Yeah. That's Ben. You talked about things that lines that you bumped out of. That bumped me out when when she says, "How did it make you feel when you saw your father beat somebody up?" And he says, "Well, at least I knew he wasn't a." slur for gay person what the fuck are you talking about she
1: She does not rebuke that at all she's like oh Tony
0: but uh, what does that mean did you suspect that your dad was gay and then you were because he beat the shit out of somebody oh he can't be gay I don't know that that probably just
1: like standard homophobia
0: sure just, yeah. Yeah, this is... 90- Boiler plate gay bashing. Yeah, this is
2: 1999 when that is the funniest shit ever, though. So. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we got real kind of heavy on this oh, episode. Geez. I love it. There's a lot. This is. I think it's going to be a bonus-sized episode. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, folks, we're happy to have you it, along it, on our Sopranos journey. And
2: we're not done. We still have to talk about... Uh, we still have bits to do.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Do Who was the
0: horniest in this episode? Uh... After so much horniness last week,
1: very little horniness.
2: Very little that. horniness.
0: When it comes to child abuse and horniness, don't mix very well. Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> Can that be the show title? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> uh man. Uh, no. I. Don't, I think Christopher might have been the horniest. You know. I, I...
1: Ooh, I can't wait. I'm, I've got some things to say about Christopher. Okay. About this episode.
2: Well, we're about it. A- I think
1: I might be the horniest because Christopher <laughs> looks fucking good uh-huh. out
2: there.
0: We don't get much of Chris. Oh, oh, oh out in- there. Okay, you're talking about when he's that when he's being the union foreman. Ooh. Yeah, and he's in that stupid. He's in that hat. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Really? Yes.
0: The uh, hat was not doing it for me. I also.
1: really enjoyed it.
0: It was. It looked like too small on his head. Yeah, he, I loved he, it. He looked like a giant I dork. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um.
1: Whatever, <laughs> that's my type.
0: And then he shows. So you think he was ho- he was horny for the construction manager?
2: No, no. He shows no. up. He shows up later with a shitload of watches. And it's like right. he's got the
0: stole them out of the back of a FedEx truck. Tony drops a little a little law knowledge that he's fucking with the instrumentalities of interstate commerce, mm-hmm. which that makes the the import of that is that that makes your case fucking federal. Um, So instead of just a simple, like, theft charge, uh, because you're fucking with essentially the mail, even though it's FedEx, then it's interstate commerce, and that makes it federal.
1: Law corner.
0: Law corner.
2: John's law corner.
0: Yeah. We haven't had an
2: Epstein minute from Rachel in about several episodes. Yeah.
1: I got one for you. Michael fucking Bloomberg was on the Lolita Express. He was in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. And if you are listening to this podcast, it is your solemn duty to remind the people that Michael Bloomberg must be stopped. And he's a piece of fucking shit pedo.
0: Michael Bloomberg is... I'm not even going to say allegedly. Michael Bloomberg is a fucking pedophile. Mm -hmm.
1: This is... This is the only other uh, anti-pedo podcast.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. We didn't decide who's horny, but whatever. I'm just going to cut this part out. Okay. So here's who's horny. I don't think anybody's horny. I,
2: I, I do think somebody's horny in this episode. I think. Okay. I think. I think that. I don't think anybody's horny, right? No, nobody's horny.
0: All right. So this week on the pod, nobody's horny. Make sure to we think nobody's horny, but we will review. And when we put our poll out, we will have some some options for you to vote on Twitter who you think was the horniest in this episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. At Pod Sopranos.
2: All right. So um, who do you stand this episode?
1: Junior. Um, I stand Junior. I really enjoyed seeing him uh and tony's relationship and we didn't get into this very much but it's very clear from this episode and from tony's memories that junior was kind of the father that he didn't have the father figure and that i think provides some key backstory for why tony is so um gentle with junior and and loving even though there's definitely friction um, but it was sweet to see him throwing the ball with Tony and being kind of funny and cute. And, um, that was lovely.
0: Ben, who do you stand? Uh, I stand
2: the environmental justice warrior, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the,
0: Keeping New York streets clean.
2: Yes, by uh, threatening to beat the shit out of the white boy who littered. Um, shout out to you, beat the shit out of young Tony. No, seriously though, in this episode, I think, I think I stand Dr. Melfi. Uh, okay. you know, I think, you know, I, I, think she starts, she unravels a lot of very important, um, Tony related issues. Um, and, and, I think that, I think in this episode, she pushes back on Tony, more and you know i i kind of think that she stops being a character in this episode and and starts being like a you know like a narrative not a narrative no more like a like the choir in like a greek tragedy or whatever Mm -hmm. you know she starts providing more like the moralizing and and what you should be taking away from from things, um, and if she if she is a character, and she does have these insights, then
0: hell yeah, I stand. All right, that's a good. One. It's it's hard this week because so many of the characters this week are not doing good things. Yeah. Um, even even our beloved Carmela is is having a hard time this week, and so because of that, I, I I'm also having a hard time picking a stand of the week. So I'm gonna have to go with a minor character. I think the school therapist is wow. doing his level best to explain to these people who clearly don't understand ADD, and he's doing his best to, like explain everything to them and being like pretty patient and understanding and and uh, trying to help them um, mm-hmm. with their son who is clearly having issues. Uh, And he gets treated like shit. Yeah. Um. And 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 so for that, I stand you, Mr. School Therapist, (laughs) Doctor School Therapist. Uh, You don't necessarily have to have a
2: doctorate, but sure. What's his name? Uh, Doctor Galani. Boom. Okay. All right.
1: Galani.
0: We st- I, I stand you, Doctor Galani, <laughs> and Carmela. Even though you're you're wrong and uh, you hurt my feelings with your bullshit, I still stand. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: even when we don't stand Carmela, we stand Edie Falco because she, when she is reprehensible, she is doing a great performance. Mm-hmm. So, shout out, shout out to Edie. Mm -hmm. Come on the pod, come promote your new show on Pod Soprano, on Gabacool and Roses (laughs) at Pod Sopranos. What's the name of our podcast? (laughs) Uh, This is a long one, folks, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. All right, so let's do the
2: dialectic. Uh,
0: Let's do the dialectic. Uh, Every week we do our dialectic. This is not how actual dialectics works. If you want to know what dialectics is and how it works, please go read at least the Wikipedia uh, but for fun and jokes, we say that the dialectic is the thesis, something that we liked, the antithesis, something that we didn't like, and the synthesis, something that we loved from this episode. Uh, ben, would you like to start us off?
2: Yeah. So one of the things I liked about this episode um, is Dr. Melfi um, you know, pushing Tony to dig deeper and think harder about things. Uh, this is... This is the most active she's been in uh, in their therapy sessions so far, and I think that you know by by pushing him harder, he's gotten at least some more exposition out. Something I didn't like was I know you talked about it earlier, uh, and you you may have liked it. I didn't like it, John. But the um, okay, it was the camera usage, the the cutaway shots to Tony when the doctor was talking about the. Um, about ADD and the, you know, I, you know, I, I thought that it, that was a little, uh, heavy handed and, you know, beating us over the head with it. But, um, you know, I, I thought it would, I thought there was plenty, you know, what we know about Tony so far. I think we had plenty of information to understand that Tony would, would see himself as possibly an 88 or an
0: ADD, uh, patient, well, ben, patient it, it's patient. it's fine you can have that opinion you just have to have it on another fucking podcast <laughs> i mean, i think that's i think that's fair
2: i disagree but i think that's fair. fair it's my idea bitch so the uh Oops.
0: all right now you're definitely off the fucking podcast
2: <laughs> so then so the thing that i love is i don't have to do this podcast no uh i <laughs> think i love about this uh this episode i i I did love the music uh, in this episode. It was yeah. it was fantastic. Uh, 100% uh, even the you know, the fact that they're watching a musical performance on the Ed Sullivan show when uh, when Johnny Boy comes back you know, that, that was excellent. The music selection it creates a much you know a much warmer realer world and I mm-hmm. and, and what, what did what was playing when Johnny got arrested?
0: Was it the Blue uh, Dan The Blue Dan Yeah. Johann Strauss. Dude. I don't know that. That's Wikipedia. Okay. That shit bops.
2: Banger. Uh, but no, like, they fucking, they killed it. This was, this was the best episode so far. Nice. Rachel?
1: Um, I really liked the acting of uh, the young man who plays AJ Soprano. Mm-hmm. I thought that he, I, I really think that he did a good job. He shown in this episode. Um i love well i'll say i disliked the uh it's another stylistic choice uh like ben's but the the cutaways to the memory scenes um i thought were clunky i don't know if i liked the transition that they used it i don't know it just it didn't sit mm-hmm. right with me. It was mm-hmm. like it stood out as this really clunky way to go about transitioning between present and memory.
2: Yeah, um, like when when they would transition back from the memory into current, I, I was like, "Shit is you know is it buffering? What's going on with this?" Yeah, I'm streaming it.
1: <laughs> it's a weird. It was a weird. I I don't know how that was decided, but disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing I loved about this episode was the fashion. Uh, You've got the chunky filas that the gym teacher is Wearing you've got Christopher's Fucking hard hat look which as You know I loved Uh, Carmella is wearing this Incredible silk nightgown one Night when they go to bed that is just like The cutest little dress Um, And then in all of the flashbacks You get these fucking great 60s outfits with the dresses and the oh my god the hair the makeup it's so good
0: every shirt that baby tony wears i would love to have like (laughs) uh, an adult man sized Mm -hmm. shirt they're great they're they're cool fucking shirts yeah i was hoping i was i was hoping you were gonna talk about the flashback oh yeah yeah that's it's great shout out to the wardrobe department
1: yes big shouts out
0: uh so mine were uh i really liked uh this week the um I like we get to see a little bit of more of the relationship between Tony and AJ, both when he's changing the tire and then at the end when they're doing the ice cream sundae. Um, oh, he's, yeah. He's he's kind of Tony's trying, like he's trying. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's trying to be a better father than his father was. Um, so to a certain extent, admirable. But I do like getting to see that relationship a little bit more. Um, something that I uh, hated in this episode oh the the homophobia line I mentioned it earlier but it totally bumps me out of it I think it's completely unnecessary to, for Tony to say that when he saw his dad he was happy when he saw his dad beating the shit out of somebody he was happy because he, then he knew his dad wasn't gay that doesn't mean anything that's really dumb um and uh and uh i don't like that yeah um something that i loved in this episode i love the casting of the young versions of everybody especially livia and junior um the guy they have playing young junior soprano is doing great looking like a real mr magoo ass motherfucker Mm -hmm. and um and livia that that actress playing livia is is she's doing some work and it's great it's really good. And then like I said, the little boy that plays Tony is adorable. Yes. And young Michael B. Jordan. Um, so shouts out to uh, casting on uh, on the flashback scenes cuz I'm yes. doing the just the fucking most.
2: Yeah, I hope we uh, we get more of them.
0: Uh, you know, more flashbacks Tony. Flashback more often. <laughs> I'd rather honestly, I'm I'd rather have flashbacks than dream sequences. Same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah have you all seen um what's it? Watchmen? The Watchmen uh I saw some of it. I didn't finish it. Though.
2: Okay. Did you get to the long flashback? Uh, I
0: did. That was a, a cool idea of an episode that I don't know is executed very well. But anyway, okay. what did you think? I'm sorry. I should have let you speak about it before I voiced my opinion. It rolled. Okay. <laughs> well, again, you're off the podcast. So uh, <laughs> this is all,
2: no. we're all having the same opinion. But yeah this this episode was good. This
0: was a good ass episode. Should we
1: good. rate the episodes? Is that something we should do? You can, yeah.
0: Where does this, uh, of the other episodes that we've watched, I think college would be in contention with this one. Oh, yeah. But, um, but w- what about you, Rachel? Where does this one fall for you? Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know where it falls in terms of the other episodes, but I'm thinking of a really good, like, I'm thinking of a great scale we can rate them on. Like, this one is, like, uh uh eight out of ten uh fucking lobsters or fucking clams with <laughs> or
2: I give it five big meatballs.
1: Out of how many?
2: Oh, uh five. Did you uh, Oh I okay. five meatballs
0: out of five.
1: Okay.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. So I think this is the best. I think the second best is the college. And the other uh five
0: episodes are but <laughs> Hateful. Yep. Hateful. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, how about this as another sort of metric? Does this make you want to watch the next episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's good. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, uh, what's the next episode called? The next episode, Ben, is called uh, The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. And, guys... Uh, Gals and non-binary pals, if you thought this was a good fucking episode, wait until you see next week's episode, The Legend of Tennessee Multisanti. We have been devoid of much Chris for the last couple weeks. I hope you are ready for a super shot of Chris Multisanti because it is coming next week on the pod. Strap the fuck in. It's a great episode.
2: Hell yeah, I can't wait.
0: All right, well, uh, uh, anything else? You guys have any other things that we want to talk about? Plugs. Plugs. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be in Daytona on (laughs) August 23rd uh, at Little Stevens Corner Bar. uh, (laughs) And then on August 24th, I'll be at the Giggle Hut in uh, Peoria, Illinois.
2: And on uh, February 17th, I'll be in Springfield, Illinois. And on February 18th, I'll be in Springfield, Virginia. And on February 19th, I'll be in Springfield, Tennessee. So catch me uh, at those places. You're, this is your Simpsons tour? Yeah.
1: And for the duration of 2020, I'll be in my own personal hell. This is Rachel up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: So as always, please follow us on At PodSopranos on Twitter uh, Talk to us, talk to your friends About our podcast, tell them How much you're enjoying it, and how much you're enjoying Watching The Sopranos with us
1: And talk to us, because we love Affirmations,
0: and feedback
1: uh,
2: Yeah, just you know, send us messages on Tell Twitter. one person Just tell one person about us uh, I know a lot of people out there Don't know uh, How much their friends like The Sopranos Uh, And I certainly figured out this week uh, how much a certain friend really liked The Sopranos. And uh, we got ourselves a shitload of uh, listeners just from telling that person. So you also tell
0: one person who will listen and tell one person. Shouts out to all of you, our loyal listeners. We love you comrades. so. So, until next week, please, please, please take your medication, go to therapy, and organize for the revolution. We love you. Love you. Love you.